even though we're going through, I guess, toughest uh, moment in our life. I think 2000, 2020 is like crazy year, right? Not only are going through the pandemic, but the wildfires are everywhere in the United States, especially Oregon, state of Oregon, and state of Washington, and California, and other parts of the world. So I guess it is time for us to pray, right? It is time for our God's children to pray and ask for healing and restorations. And I'm so glad you are joining us uh, through online. Uh, and uh, God, thank you for coming today. I'm going to read the passage. Would you mind to stand, stand up and let's read the passage from Colossians chapter 4, verses 12 through 14. I'm going to read in NIV translation. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If anyone, any of you has a grievance against someone, someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And overall, these virtues put on love, which bind them all together in perfect unity. This is the word of Lord. You may be seated. Remember last week, uh, I uh, talked about uh, since we have a new nature in Christ Jesus, we got to put off, take off our uh, clothes that we used to wear before we met Christ. Remember? Some of you may remember, right? I want uh, to remind you back that passage. I'm going to read verse 5 and 8. Uh, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. And verse 8, but now you must lead, off, lead, lead yourself off all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips, and deceptions. And, and Paul continues. Uh, so we got to take off our uh, clothes they used to wear. And now you have to put on new clothes, right? What is the new clothes Paul is talking about here? It is a clothes of Jesus Christ. It is close of Jesus Christ. I want to. I, I chose the verse twelve as a key verse. Let me read one more time. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Uh, can you say Amen to this verse? As God's chosen people, are you God's chosen one? Can you say Amen to that? Amen, Linda. Thank you very much. Yes. We are God's chosen generation. We are God's chosen people. We got to have this assurance. I'm a chosen one. It's not, you know, like prideful uh, way to think, but it, you are God's elect. God chose you. It is important because, you know, we behave according to how we view ourselves. So perception is so important. If you consider yourself as a loser, you will act according to what you perceive it. I'm not kidding. You know, Paul is saying here, you are God's chosen one. You are dearly loved one. You are a holy person. You are holy people. So live according to how God called you. That's what he's saying here. So if you start to... Con Perceive yourself as God perceives us, 
pursue you, you will behave according to it. That's what Paul is saying. I truly believe that. So it is important to how we see yourself. But when you see yourself, do you feel like you are, oh my goodness, I'm a holy one? Anyone? Anyone? Do you see yourself, I'm such a dearly loved person. I'm God's chosen one. Is that how you see it? I hope you can see yourself like that. But when you begin to see yourself like that, you, I mean, there's no way you can see it. I mean, you, you know what you have done, right? You know how, how you are. So you cannot say, I, I don't think I'm holy. I don't think I'm dearly loved. I don't think I'm really chosen one. But when you begin to see it through the lens of Jesus Christ, you know, this is how God sees us. God sees us through the window of Jesus Christ. Window right here, lands of Jesus Christ. You know, when God sees us, you're like, my goodness, you're filthy, dirty, evil. You, there's no way you can be saved, but through the lens of Jesus Christ. Wow, you are blameless. You are holy. You are dearly loved. You are chosen one. See, that's the way we're supposed to see us. When we begin to see ourselves through the lens of Jesus Christ, you will realize, oh, that is the truth. You know, deceptions are everywhere. Satan loved accusers. You are, what do you mean you are holy? What do you mean you are loved one? What do you mean you are chosen one? He is good at accusation. He is a father of lie. He is decept, deceive us all the time. We got to encounter deception with the truth, which is the word of God. Nothing is, I mean, true except the word of God. Word of God, right? We got to hold on to the word of God. You know what really motivates us to do, motivates us to put on the new clothes? It is love of Jesus Christ. That is the soul, that is the power to change us. You know, we can't really, we cannot change ourselves. But only the, the, the power of love, they can motivate us to put on the new clothes. Therefore, it is important for us to Meditate the love of God all the time. It is important for us, as children of God, to come to the church you know, on Sunday or daily basis, devotional time, to meditate the love of Jesus Christ. Because that actually, that is the source of power to motivate us to change. You just cannot change yourself. Willful power, forceful way to, no way. When we begin to fully realize the love of Christ, what sacrifice he, he gave for us, when we begin to understand the love, wow, it is a mind-blowing thing. And that love can change us. That love can make us to live the life that God desires us to live. So it is important. Not by law, not by force. If law could change us, God would probably kept that Old Testament, right? But Old Testament law couldn't change us. Only love of Jesus Christ that changes. Today's message is kind of a little different because I want you to rate yourself. I want you to give yourself a score as we go over this list. We've got to put on the, the clothes of Jesus Christ, which is, you know, compassion, kindness, humility. I want you to give yourself a rate, okay? If you think you are, I think I'm a man of, woman of compassion, then give yourself 10. Oh, mm, Maybe five. I think I need improvement. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really man or, or woman of compassion. Then you give yourself one. Okay? So I want you to give yourself a rate. Number one, compassion. Verse 12, 
compassion. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, close yourself with the compassion. Compassion means to fill with, to fill, to fill with the person who is hurting. It's like sympathy with empathy. You're having that the feeling. Compassion. You know, Jesus was a man of compassion. He was God of compassion, right? In Matthew 9, uh, 36, when, he saw, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without shepherd. When he saw the people, God, Jesus had a compassion toward these people. I'm sure when Jesus sees us today, us, he probably have the same compassion heart. We're like harassed and like helpless like a sheep without shepherd these days. Remember the shortest passage in the Bible, Jesus wept. He wept over people, right? Jesus cried over people in Jerusalem. Why did he cry? Because he had a compassion on them. As I was preparing the message, I was, I was preaching this passage about three, four weeks ago in 4 KM. God was moving my God touching my heart. Do you still have the tears? The tears, do you cry over, over cities? I feel like there's no more tears. I repent to the Lord. Lord, what happened to my tears? You used to give me the tears when I even drive you know, around the K-Town. When I see the young people, I, God gave me the tears. But what happened to my tears? I, I spent time in repentance. Do you have that? You know, people talk about vision. Young men have a vision, right? What is the vision? Vision is seeing the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. That's what vision is. Seeing the world through the eyes of Jesus Christ. We see the world with our own eyes. You don't have any compassion. But when you begin to see the world through the eyes of Jesus Christ, God will give you compassion. I remember my college friend used to uh, cry over yellow school bus. Yellow school bus. One day I asked him, why did you cry over yellow school bus? You know, he told me. I don't know. I, whenever I see the yellow school bus, God gave me this compassion heart toward the high school kid. I thought he was weird. Later I found out there was a compassion heart. God installed in his heart. He went to Mission Field serving the high school kid in the Eastern Europe. I want you to rate yourself to have heart of compassion. Ten, right? Five, two, it is okay. God's going to improve us, right? Uh, he's going to make us grow. Second is kindness. Same words. Cross yourself with a kindness. Kindness means grace in action. If compassion is feeling towards someone, kindness is you got to do something for someone. Right? We can talk about, oh, can, oh, you know, I have a feeling for this so-and-so. If we just stop there, it's not, that's, that doesn't mean anything, right? Action has to follow it. Jesus showed kindness to all types of people, whether they look like they deserve kindness or not. He showed kindness to the woman at the well who was living in sin. Jesus showed kindness to the woman caught in adultery. Jesus showed kindness to tax collector who has been stealing money from his own people, their own people. We need to show kindness to people whether we think they deserve kindness or not. How do you relate yourself? Are you a kind person? We need to put on the cloth of kindness. Third one, 
humility. Again, you got to put on the clothes of humility. C.S. Lewis said humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. I think that's a very powerful message. Let me read it one more time. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. You are so busy to serve God and his people. So you don't have a moment to think about your, think of yourself. I, I, I think that, that should be our Christian uh, life. Jesus was man of humility, right? Look at Philippians said, who, Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of the servant, being made in human likeness. Wow. That's Jesus, whom we serve. How did you rate yourself? You guys are rating yourself, right? Giving your score, right? Amen? Amen, okay. <laughs> Fourth one is gentleness. Coach yourself with the gentleness. Gentleness is the same word that Jesus used in Sermon on the Mount, beatitude. Remember the passage, blessed is the meek, he will inherit the land. I think Pastor Eugene recently talked about meekness, right? Meekness is not weakness, but it is strength under control. He, he used the, the illustration of stallion, powerful, yet over the years of training, stallion has the, the, you know, the tameness, the, the control over his strength. That's what gentleness is about. Jesus was so gentle. That's why he even said this. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. I'm a gentle. I wish we can, you and I can say, I'm a gentle. We can profess our faith like Jesus Christ. What is your score? How did you rate on gentleness? Fifth one is patient. Same passage, close yourself with patient. The word patient here doesn't mean to wait for something. A better translation is word long-suffering. It is opposite of short-tempered. You know, we meet difficult people in our workplaces, right? And the relationship is the hardest thing, I guess. Every one of us going through difficulty in relationships. And sometimes God is demanding us, hey, be patient. Be patient with others. During my missionary years, I used to uh, go to this particular bakery because I love their, their bread. I, I love bread, and this particular bakery, they know how to make tasteful, good bakery, the bread. But every time I go there, I got tempted. I came back like an easy feeling. This owner, and she, is, she was actually owner and cashier, and she was doing everything. I you know, went there and said hello. She doesn't even respond. I mean, where's your service? I mean, and not only that, she threw the change on the just flow like that. I was like, what is going on? You know, I don't want to come back to this place, but there's no other options in the, <laughs> in the mission field. This was the only place they, have, they know how to uh, bake the bread. So I had to go back again. Every time I go there, I just kept, I'm not going to come back again, but I had to go back again. One day I decided, you know what? I'm a missionary after all. I should be nice to her. Even though she was being mean, 
I just go there and say, hello, you know, trying to buy the brand. Even though she threw the money, I just thank you so much. I, you know, try to be nice to her every time I visit her. You know what happened? Do you think she changed? What do you think? She didn't change. Same person, same mean person, but I changed. I realized, hey, it's not really the circumstance that you are in. If you are being patient, God can, you know, work in our lives. Patient means even if we get humiliated, mistreated, you don't react with anger, but respond with the love of God. That's what Jesus showed us. Example, 1 Peter 2.23. When they heard their insult at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Let's put on the clothes of patience like Jesus Christ. What is your score? How do you rate yourself? Sixth one is forgiveness. Bear with each other. Forgive whatever grievance you may against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgives us. We are forgiven by God. That's why we can be here, right? And we can forgive others. One day Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive person, someone who sinned against me? Peter said, what about seven times? Seven times. Because usually Hebrews, they forgive three times. But Peter, hey, let me, let's, let me just double that and add in one more for bonus. So what about seven times, Lord? He wanted to hear maybe like compliment from Jesus. But this is what Jesus responded. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. What's that mean? You got to forgive endlessly. Why should you forgive others? A lot of people have this issue. I can't forgive my father. I cannot forgive my mother. I cannot forgive my sister, brother. I cannot forgive so-and-so. As a Christian, you cannot say that. You can. I'm sorry to say that, but you can. Because you are forgiven. Therefore, you got to forgive others. When you truly experience God's unconditional forgiveness, you will be willing to extend forgiveness to those who sin against you. If you have this issue, I want you to deal with it. Because that will suppress you not to grow spiritually. It is so important to be truly free by forgiving others. Last one is love. Verse 14, and overall, these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Love is the most important element because it binds other virtues all together. Whenever I think about Jesus, the impression, the image that came into my mind, comes to my mind is loving Jesus. He's spreading his hands like, hey, son, I love you. Justin, I love you. This is what Jesus said. Janet, I love you. Helen, I love you. John, I love you. Joseph, Jimmy, Linda, happy birthday. I love you. That's Jesus. Right? 
Look at John chapter 13. Uh, it was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Jesus knew his disciples. Oh, they want to deny him all in a way. He knew them, yet he still loved them. Jesus' love is unconditional love. And his love still holds your life, holds our lives. What is your score? How do you rate yourself on that? Let's put on the clothes of Jesus Christ. Just like the Beatles song, All you need is, yes, all you need is love. Right? Let me conclude my message. I want you to rate yourself today or later, I mean anytime today, and what area do you think you need growth or improvement? We all need improvement, right? We need Jesus' help. During this pandemic time, I've sensed people live in, in fear. Don't you feel that? Including ourselves, people living in fear. And I think it's the perfect time for us to introduce our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a perfect time. It's a perfect time for us to pray for those people living in fear. Don't you think? As we begin to wear, put on the clothes of Jesus Christ, plus the compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love, we can impact this generation. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, uh, there are deceptions out there, lies out there, Lord, like tremendous lies and make us confused. And sometimes Satan accuses us, Lord, and help us not listen to the Satan, but help us to hear from you, Lord God, how much we are loved, how dear, holy that we are before you, Lord God, because of Jesus Christ, because of what Christ has done for us, we are who we are in Christ, Lord. Would you, uh, we would love to put on the clothes of Jesus Christ, clothes of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, forgiveness, and love. Lord, we want to be available to you. We want to lend ourselves to you, Lord. Please begin to work in us, Lord God. We want to lend it to you, Lord God. Please start to work in our lives, Lord God. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.